News when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Brian Curtis in Hong Kong. Former President Donald Trump has cruised to victory in the Iowa caucus. The contest was called for Trump about 30 minutes after the caucus is opened. The margin of victory is still unclear, but the early call suggests it was wide. Bloomberg's Mike Shepard has more. In terms of Trump getting that 51 percent, that absolute majority would give him the leverage and the position where he could actually turn his focus directly to the general election Mm -hmm. and stop worrying as much about whether Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or even Vivek Ramaswamy poses any kind of a credible challenge to him in the next primary contest. Mm -hmm. We're looking at New Hampshire, but then we're heading to South Carolina at the end of February, and that is Nikki Nikki Haley's home turf. Trump defeated his rivals Ron DeSantis, who finished second in Iowa, and Nikki Haley third, and also Vivek Ramaswamy is said to be ending his campaign. Bloomberg's Rick Davis has more now on what comes next for Trump. If Trump does run the table and gets both Iowa and New Hampshire, a really unusual thing, uh, then he's got four uh, weeks to consolidate his hold on South Carolina. And we've seen early polling. The campaign hasn't gotten to South Carolina yet, so it's not reflective of a real campaign. But right now he's 20 points ahead of uh, Nikki Haley, who uh, calls it home. So and then after that, the really next big thing is Super Tuesday. So he could actually walk into Super Tuesday basically unchallenged at that point. And that is Bloomberg's Rick Davis. Trump was hoping for a resounding victory to further his pivot to a potential general election rematch with President Biden. The U.S. says Houthi militants have hit a U.S. commercial vessel with an anti-ship ballistic missile. This occurred in the Gulf of Aden on Monday. Nobody was injured. The vessel did avoid significant damage. The U.S. is telling shippers to stay out of the Red Sea. More from Bloomberg's Scott Carr. Citing advice from the U.S. Naval Forces Central Command, the world's international shipping association, BIMCO, posted the warning on LinkedIn. This after U.S. and U.K. forces bombed targets in Yemen over the past several days and following months of attacks on commercial ships by Houthi militants. The Houthis had been targeting vessels with any kind of connection to Israel. BIMCO says the current instability could last for some time. They represent the owners of ships and other shipping firms, counting 2,000 members across 130 countries. I'm Scott Carr, Bloomberg Radio. Meantime, Iran has launched missile strikes against its neighbors. We get details from Bloomberg's Dan Schwartzman. Four people were killed and six others wounded in an Iranian missile attack in the northern Iraqi city of Erbil. The Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps has taken responsibility for the strike. The state-run Islamic Republic news agency says the Revolutionary Guard launched ballistic missiles on the, quote, espionage bases of anti-Iranian terrorist groups in Iraq and Syria. In a statement, the IRGC says the strike was in response to recent targeted killings in the country. No American or coalition forces stationed in Iraq and Syria were injured in the missile strikes. The U.S. also shot down three drones near Erbil Airport. Dan Schwartzman, Bloomberg Radio. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has been released from hospital. There have been calls for his resignation as he had failed to tell the White House about his condition. He was in hospital for prostate cancer surgery. Biden has said that he still has confidence in Austin and does not want him to resign. And the House Armed Services Committee has announced it will investigate the issue. 
North Korean leader Kim Jong-un wants to remove the concept of peaceful reunification with South Korea, that from the state's constitution. And it's as he abolished agencies to manage ties, setting the stage for new tensions on the heavily militarized peninsula. Power grids across the U.S. and Canada have been strained by the bitter cold weather. Texas state grid operator ERCOT said demand topped a wintertime record on Monday morning. ERCOT said freezing temperatures and precipitation were affecting some Texas power plants early on Monday. PowerOutage.us says more than 148,000 homes and businesses were without power in five states, with Oregon and Texas experiencing the most. That's news when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Brian Curtis. This is Bloomberg. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.